It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Elena McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Not great, Bob. Uh, no. I mean, you know, it's it's uh it's definitely one we should have won. I feel like uh it's it's disheartening on some levels with the offense. We'll get into all of that, but it's we're still also three and one, so I'm trying to keep that in mind on a on a Monday. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of forgetting about that for a little bit. We're, yeah. we, I've got, I got a lot of thoughts on this game. So coming up on today's show, we're going to review the Cowboys' Week Four loss to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Cowboys fell 12 to 10 on Sunday night, uh, in what ended up being a defensive battle. Um, Lynn, we can go a bunch of different ways, but let's start with the Cowboys' offense because there's a lot of things to take away from this game. But I think the overwhelming majority of people are wondering. What happened to this Cowboys offense? We saw them score at least 30 straight or 30 points in three straight games. The offense was clicking on all cylinders, and then they get into this game against the Saints and they struggle to move the ball. The offense doesn't look as creative as it did in the previous weeks. What happened to the Cowboys offense? Well, I, I think a lot of things. I mean, I think the first thing we have to start with is. I don't know that I would call it a, a lack of creativity, but I think it would be a lack of a lack of tactical play calling. I mean, an, an inability that they basically spent the first three games, you know, using play action, use, uh, passing on first down uh, to help mm-hmm. their passing game open up and, and get uh, yeah. wide receivers open against man. And I think a lot without using those tools. Uh, they 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 made it a, a lot more of a of a straightforward my guy beat your guy sort of game, and then I think uh, when they came down to that, they they needed their players to execute uh, above and beyond it, and they didn't do that. And and I think Dak mostly had a good game, um, but I think that it it was tough sledding for him because it was tough for wide receivers to get uh, open very often. With Cooper going against Lattimore and then, uh, you know, them not using kind of tactical play calling or play action like we talked about to open up those windows more. It, it was a lot of check downs to, to Elliott and, and, and throws to, uh, to, to players that weren't exactly getting down the field. And, and, and so it didn't really open things up the way they wanted. And, and it, I, I can understand why people are calling this a conservative game plan because what it ultimately ended up looking like was a lot of checkdowns, and then unfortunately the thing that really was killing them was a lot of first down runs. Um, mm-hmm. But but ultimately I, I think what it was was it, uh, kind of a snowball effect of 
an inability to kind of use the tactical things, like I said, that had previously helped open things up so much for the passing game, and especially in early downs, uh, that really made the offense, you know, special and unique. And, and without those things, it became more and more about my guy beat your guy, and unfortunately the Cowboys also seemed to lose that battle on offense as well. All right, let's um, let's start with the first down runs because I think I mean that was obviously something I was complaining about during the game. Uh, the Cowboys had, I believe, it was eleven first down runs. I'm trying to remember from the top of my head from this morning. Eleven first down runs. Only one of those runs was deemed successful. It actually happened uh, on the second drive of the game. Elliott had a six yard run. Uh, but 10 of the other uh, 11 runs unsuccessful. The Cowboys averaged only 1.9 yards per carry on first down, on first down runs. Uh, and they got behind the chains and that's what killed them. Uh, this is an offense that is, uh, has thrived on staying on track, staying ahead of the chains. Uh, too many times the, the Saints got the Cowboys in second and nine, second and ten. And they could kind of force the Cowboys' hand a little bit, and it was a problem. Uh, why do you think we saw so many first down runs? Because I have, I have a theory, but I, I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I think generally, it's the idea was is that you know, in a hostile environment, that they wanted to try to you know limit the amount of communication that was required for them to get the offense off. And I think that's also kind of why you saw. Less shifts because I think you know to try to execute those in a, in a in a loud environment like that is is difficult. Um, but I, I mean, you know, I think a lot of it was familiarity. And frankly, I mean, I want to go back and watch, but I, I also wonder how many of those were check into runs. You know, because I, I feel like we we saw times when he was coming up to the line of scrimmage and seeing things. And then mm-hmm. calling it out, and then it was checking into a run, whether it was a kill or, or a, a, an well, audible. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I was watching this game uh, this morning, and I think you're right. There was a lot of times, though, and I think the Saints played this well. They would have six men in the box, and, and Dak walk, would check. they'd walk a guy into the box. They, yeah, they, were, they were showing a lot of cover, too, and then walking a, a, a safety into the box yeah, last minute. Yeah, there was a drive. I think it was, their, yeah, it was the second to last drive of the game. Um, it was a second and one. And the Cowboys, I think, had a pass play call because they were in shotgun, and there was five guys in the box. Dak killed it, went to a run, and that immediately turned into an eight-man box before Dak snapped the ball. They ran the safeties down the line of scrimmage. That, Zeke lost the yard, so now you're in third and two, and then they had the incompletion to Cooper. Uh, and then that was basically their best chance to, to get points at the end of the game to win. And I, I think this, I, I think you do have to give some credit to the Saints for having a, a game plan that, hey, we're going to make Dallas check into runs, and as soon as they check into runs, we're going to be, you know, throwing guys at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think they played that well, but it's, it, it is a little concerning to me that the Cowboys haven't, not have, the Cowboys have struggled to run the ball against the Saints in their last two meetings. I believe Elliott has, I think it was, 41 carries for 110 yards in the last two games. Uh, they just haven't found ways to be successful on the ground against the Saints. Yeah, I mean, you know, for, for, to their credit, most teams in the league haven't, to be honest. Like, I mean, the Saints have, have, got, have had really good run defense for seemingly two years now. Um, you know, I thought that they would be able to make more hay along these lines, but I also thought that that would be based on them getting better numbers at the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, using the techniques that they had before. And, and, and like I said, we need to go back and watch this, and I think it's, you know, it's tough without the All-22 to kind of know exactly what the safeties were doing, and I think that's a big part of 
as to why they were, you know, checking out into runs and, and, and maybe, you know, that accounts. I mean, you know, look, I mean, if, if they checked into runs on first down on five different plays, that, you know, I mean, that's a percentage, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I think a lot of their game plan may have been, hey, let's give them run susceptible looks and then change it at the last minute to, uh, so that they, sure. you know, they have to run into a, a heavy box. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Cowboys offense. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is I don't always know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, and they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's, I want to talk about the receivers for a little bit in this game. Uh, Amari Cooper did not have his best game with the Cowboys. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore followed him all over the field. He had a couple, I, I think they were ticky-tack. That was unbelievable. Passer. I mean, There's two of them, well, actually. I mean, especially, here's the other thing, too, and, and, and we're going to talk about wide receivers, but there were two or three other Terrible uncalled defensive pass interference uh, plays on Cobb. On I mean on, on one of the I mean one of the offensive pass interference plays you easily could have called defensive pass interference on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I, I like yeah like the other part I didn't want to add in early is that that I think actually had an effect is there were three or four calls in this game that were. I don't know, man. Like, but and, and this is and the, uh, again, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but this is one of the things we talked about on our Thursday podcast: is when you play the Saints in New Orleans, you can't expect to get very good calls. It, it's just one of those things where you're going to be up against the whistle all night long. So, I, I, it's even more of a reason why a conservative style of game plan didn't make a lot of sense here because. It's just too hard to overcome some of those things. But, again, I want to talk about the receivers. Uh, Amari Cooper uh, struggled against Lattimore. I was more disappointed in Randall Cobb. 
Uh, I thought he had a matchup that he could have exploited with P.J. Williams, who I think is one of the worst slot corners in the league. Uh, we talked to Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints last week, and he said, you know, that's a spot that is easily the weakest on the defense. Uh, you can throw at Williams all game long and have success. Uh, Cobb only had one catch until the final drive of the game on six targets. Uh, he obviously had the, the, the third down drop in the second half that was key. Uh, you didn't see anything from Devin Smith, wasn't targeted in this game, didn't get a lot of separation against Eli Apple. What do you think about the Cowboys receivers in a hole without Michael Gap? I mean, it's, it's, I need to see the, that's, that's the one thing that I kind of have no idea about. We, I feel like we need to see the, the all 22 for that because it's tough to tell what's going on in the back end and who's, is or isn't getting, uh, open. But obviously, I mean, the results, especially for a guy like Cobb, are not great. I mean, the, the, the output was not great. He did, he, you know, only converted three targets, three receptions on six targets. That's not fantastic. Um, and I, and again, I, I think that the fact that Elliott got targeted seven times in the passing game to me reads that the wide receivers not, weren't necessarily getting open on the back end. So mm-hmm. I need to know, why that was happening a little bit more is that they weren't beating man coverage or was the coverage really just good and and there was no space or what was happening but yeah i mean the results certainly don't look great for specifically cobb and what's frustrating is the the way to beat the saints is by beating them down the field and especially through the seams uh we saw week one houston was able to do that over and over again with uh kiki kuti and kenny stills uh, the Cowboys actually had some success throwing to Blake Jarwin down the field, uh, but we just didn't see it very often. It's going to be interesting when we go watch the L22 why the Cowboys decided not to take uh, any more shots. Um, I want to talk about the defense, Landon, because I think there's some mixed opinions on how the unit played last night. Uh, so let's go ahead and start there. I, did you think this was a, a good game by the Cowboys' defense? I didn't think it was a bad game. Like, I think this is – I mean, look, they – they, they scored 12 points in, at home. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad game, but I think it was a little disappointing considering... Why? Some of the... Uh, well, okay. I think a lot of it is situational-based, right? Um, obviously, you're playing the Saints without Drew Brees. I think you, there's an expectation there that they should be able to get this team off the field more frequently. Uh, I, I read a stat this morning. that The Cowboys only forced... Uh, one punt in the in the entire game where the Saints didn't have a penalty. Uh, the Saints were shooting themselves in the foot all game long with penalties and holding calls, and they were still able to convert. But the Cowboys were forcing uh, those had, holding calls. They, they were, and, and I agree with that. But they still held the ball for 36 minutes, and that that's the thing that bothers me. And there's specific plays in this game that they don't necessarily turn into points, but they change field position. Let me give you an example. Uh, on the Saints' second-to-last drive of the game, uh, they're backed up in their own end zone. I believe they're on, like, the five-yard line, and it's first and 20. That's a chance where you get the Saints off the field, you get the ball, I don't know, somewhere around the 50, maybe 40-yard line, and you turn it out into points. Instead, they were able to turn that first and 20, convert it in two plays, and they were able to change the field position where they ended up pinning the Cowboys inside their own 10-yard line. That's a situation where, yes, the defense didn't necessarily give up any points, but you need your defense to get off the field when you're at first and 20 against a backup quarterback. Does that make sense? Yeah, but, I mean, look, it's it's the modern NFL, and they allowed 12 points on the road. Like, I just, you could go to those specific those, go to those specific drives. And yeah, they weren't perfect at all, all the time, but, I mean, you know, I, every one of those we can counter with 
Alvin Kamara had less than 90 total yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, 12 points is enough, especially on the road, 12 points is enough to win the game. And, 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 oh, I, I, if you're, if you're weighing an offense for, for, versus defense in terms of blame, I don't think no, there's no, any no, question no, no, no. the offense I, I, but, but, I'm, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even doing it in that manner. I'm talking about in a vacuum. 12 points is like four field goals, no touchdowns allowed. Like, that's enough to win the game. That should be enough to win any foot NFL game. Like, I mean, 12 sure. points, uh, even against the backup quarterback in the NFL, uh, I mean, especially a good backup. Like, this is this is a guy that they end up thinking is going to, you know, may end up being their guy of the future. I mean, but I mean, this is like, no offense to Cooper Rush, but this guy is like, you know, a step or two above Cooper Rush. Like, this is a guy who's played in the league before. You know, it was, it was a highly thought of guy. And, and and whatever, they still also had Alvin Kamara and, and, and Michael Thomas. But, you know, many people, many of us were stressed about. And Thomas had a good game, but I, I still think, you know, look, they – they they didn't allow any uh, they they were 0 for four in the red zone, you know they 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 allowed 12 points total. They held the one of the guys that they were trying to key up the to less than 90 total yards. I, I kind of feel like and they had lots of sacks. They had an interception, you know. I think well they had five sacks and interception. They you know six QB hits. I I, I really feel like I really feel like the defense kind of did their job, you know. Uh, and, and that the offense, I mean, and that's maybe, and now listen, it, I, I will say that that to me is what makes the offense, what the offense did even more infuriating, you know, because like this was a, a, this was the performance that you were asking of, of your defense, defenders. Everyone was asking for, for, uh, uh, you know, Leighton Vanderus and Jalen Smith to have a big game in these games. And both of those guys had good games. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, it, to me, I, and I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I really do. In a vacuum, 12 points is fantastic, and it's. But there's just certain things that just bother you. Like for instance, Cowboys score a touchdown in the third quarter. They take a 10 to nine lead. You get a stop here, you know, on the next drive, and maybe you, you get a double touchdown, and you go up by eight or nine points, and maybe the game's over at that point. Instead, the defense kind of takes a sigh of relief, and on the next drive, after they scored the touchdown, they gave up a 15-play, 67-yard drive that took up almost 10 minutes of uh, time and possession. That kind of stuff bothers me. You can't let Teddy Teddy Bridgewater get into a rhythm. And look, we talked about on the on the podcast on Thursday. What does Bridgewater do well? He, he's very accurate on the short to the intermediate stuff. He, but when he has to throw the ball down the field, it's where he struggles. Did the Cowboys force Bridgewater to make any kind of throws down the field? Instead, they let him dink and dunk no, down the field and no, take up the time and possession. That's not what we said. What we said was the Cowboys' offense needs to make Teddy Bridgewater one-dimensional so that you can take it and, in. And I agree you with know? that. But that's, that, that never that. happened throughout the t- entire course of the, the game. I think so, both are true. No, no, but, but, I think but, both can okay, be true. Okay, so basically this defense is built – for to hold on in the early part of the game, let this offense score the points, and then to go after the the quarterback with a lead and to maintain a lead. Okay, this this defense still only allowed twelve points while basically having to maintain defending a balanced offense throughout the game. The, 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 the New Orleans didn't have to throw or pass the ball, you know, based on great game script at any point in the game. No one forced their hand to change the, to change their game script. The, the offense didn't put any pressure on this off on their offense to do anything. The whole this whole thing is built on complementary football. This the team the team blueprint. So if the offense can't hold up its its end of the bargain, they can't even put seven, you know a touchdown on the board until the third quarter. 
then the defense is going to do what it can to limp around and survive and hold on and scratch and claw as much as they can. And and I like I said, I think twelve points is admirable. You can, you certainly you can you can point to moments when they could have they needed to come up with a big play and they couldn't or or whatever. But at the end of the day, the the, the game. I mean, this is the same thing we say about this defense all the time. It's about limiting points. They did that. They also did. Uh, they also did some of the other bonus things that we wanted them to do, but without without having an offense putting pressure on their offense to become one dimensional. The, the idea of, of like them taking over and completely shutting this, this them down and from being able to move. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's that's not what this defense is built to do. I, and I think you're right. I, I do think this is a defense that's built to play with the lead, and I think there's a little bit of. It, it, not frustrating, but it's disappointing because there's a lot of talent on this defense. I think there was a hope that this defense would be one that you could rely on to to win games like this. Right? I mean, that you can if you're. But no, I'm saying if you're playing a backup quarterback, they go out and get points. You know, right? They they get points off turnovers. They get you know two or three turnovers. They're not allowing a 15 play drive in the second half. Of the I, game. They essentially did yeah. have two turnovers. I mean, they, they had an interception early in the game, and then when they when they needed a play at the end of the game, when the game was about to be sealed by New Orleans, they got a huge sack and, and took, put them all the way back at, 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 at halfway field. They set the offense up and said, hey, look, we know you guys have been crap the entire game. We've kept you in here, and here's one more play. Here's one more chance for you guys. All you guys got to do is go down and get three points, and they couldn't do it. I, I have a hard time placing. I'm not blaming. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what you're defense. saying. I know what you're saying, but it's it's frustrating. But at the same time, like I don't really know what else they were supposed to do. Like, you, like I, I think that they, you're right that there are things here and there that 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 you really wish that 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 they had made a play there to, to help promote the defense, but to promote the offense. But at the end of the day, like this was a good performance by the defense that was completely wasted by the offense. All right, so grade it. If you had to give a grade from you know A to F, what would you give for this defense? I give it. I give it a B plus. Like, I mean, for what they did on the road, yeah. Like, this is what you. So we're, we we don't differ a ton here, and the, the, I would say probably yeah. A B, but except, right? except you're complaining you're, about a B, <laughs> a B plus, and, and I'm telling no, you that no, I think that's a good performance. I think that the, the problem I, is the, I, the offense performance was an F, and it wrecked everything. Oh, sure. So it, 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 sure. it, it, yeah. it broke the curve. Right. It, to me, it's just. I think I, here's yeah. my thing. I, I I think that we should be pointing to the off the defense defensive performance as a bright spot. Like you know what this defense we didn't play well overall, obviously because the offense was so poor. But you know what the defense seems to be getting it together. Robert Quinn's in, in the lineup. The pass rush seems to be showing up. The linebackers seem to be playing well. It, it, they didn't get the job done. But I, I think if 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 there's any bright spot at all of this whole game. It's the defense. The defense played well. Yeah, I don't. I don't think certainly don't think they played bad. I just, I want. I would love to see a defense that can win games almost single handedly. I'll point to an example. Yesterday, uh, if you were watching the earlier games, New England had a awful game against Buffalo. Their offense was just as bad, if not worse, than what we saw from Dallas. But it was they had special teams blocked for a touchdown. They had three interceptions, and I believe they only allowed like five first downs in the second half. 
I know the Cowboys have the talent to do something similar. Or what we saw with Chicago against Minnesota yesterday, where they were able to take the ball away and give the offense easy points. I, I know the Cowboys have the talent. I would just love to see them do that, especially against a, a backup quarterback in these kind of games. Uh, but they don't deserve the criticism in this one. It's, it's the offense. Uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about with this offense going forward because I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm concerned going forward that if we get into a big game against a Sean Payton or a Sean McVay, especially on the road, are the Cowboys going to revert to this kind of conservative offense? If, you know, are, are they going to be able to out coach some of these better teams? I, I'm nervous. I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I have no surprises that you are. I, you know, look, well, I mean, <laughs> look, I, 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 it, 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 it fed into every single one of your fears, and I, and I totally, I'm not, I'm not even really being facetious. I, I, I totally get that, like, this would make everyone nervous about, uh, you know, it, them being quote unquote conservative. I don't know that this is enough evidence for me to believe that that's that yet. But I, but I understand why everyone is jumping on that completely. I, I think we saw it last year in the Houston game, but this right? Is a, there this was is a, a different team. This is a different offensive coordinator. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, 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 okay, not even as an offensive coordinator. I'm saying as a team, I, I just, there, for some reason, there seems like there's something missing with this team when they have to play a road game against a good opponent. Now, obviously, they've done it in the past. They've beat Philadelphia and that kind of stuff. But when you're playing against really estab- good established coaches like Sean McVay and Sean Payton and Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. I mean, how many times? Is, how many times has Jason Garrett beaten Andy Reid? How many times? I mean, you know, like we've beaten Sean well, Payton. We've, you know, like I, I just this, this, I, I just think this is a bad. Not very, this, not very often in New Orleans. This, I think though, this right? is a bad game. Yeah, we haven't played them a lot in New Orleans. No, I mean, played, I mean, I mean, we only played them like once every four years. In New Orleans, yeah, it's, so, even, it's a little more than that. But my point is, is that like I, I don't think this is a trend. I think this is uh, this is recency bias with this game. I, I mean, I, I think they made a poor they made a poor tactical decision, and it was compounded by the fact that their offensive line got their ass kicked, and it was that's it. And I think yeah, it, I, it, that I, I think we also need to see more to be sure. Like because that, that, that's the thing is that. We need to see it all 22 to figure out exactly what was going on with the back end of the passing game. I want to see the end zone tape to see what was happening with the offensive line. I, I, I think just as we are right now, we can tell you that the offense that the offense clearly didn't work, and that may or may not be related to schematic and to tactical play calling on first and second down. But I think we need to know a little bit more to be sure. The Cowboys will have a big test next week as they play the Green Bay Packers uh, in Dallas in Week 5. It'll be interesting to see if the Cowboys can bounce back from this ugly Week 4 loss. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download it and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lifetime Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 